0: If you don't know me too well, you may think this sounds salty, but it's really a case of questioning the norm, something that just comes naturally to me. I started my career in fitness off the back of group fitness, so don't get me wrong, I've been there and done that. But it's always a case of adapting with the times, doing better when you know better, even if it's not what everyone else is doing. It's easy to assume that any form of physical activity is inherently good, but that really depends on the context. We may take at face value, for example, that any exercise is good exercise and people with abs are all just dedicated and emotionally well-adjusted people. So in part one, I spoke about how I went to Bondi and how people in Bondi seem to do the same fitness thing for years and years. So they commit to a studio, a class and they they do it ongoing. So this is actually the secret of group fitness, time and repetition, so time spent doing it and lots and lots of repetition. The downside to committing to just one type of fitness brand or method is that you don't actually learn how to train in that process. You don't learn how to train in an adjustable way. You don't learn how to choose exercises for your goals or put them together in a plan that you can adjust depending on what's going on in your life. You're always relying on having the session delivered to you. Not saying it's necessarily a bad thing, but it might just not always fit your life. If you're getting things like aches and pains and niggles Um, If you are short on time and feeling really busy and overwhelmed, or particularly if you have a specific goal as in getting stronger, there's definitely a better way to do it than group fitness. I've recently upgraded my client packages to include two PT sessions a month. And one of my clients said, why are you giving that to us? That's just so much. And my answer really was because I want to check in with people. That's just the level of service that I want to give. Obviously I can't give that to hundreds of people and that's why I don't have hundreds of members, but I want to be able to check in with people, see how things are going for them, give them some feedback and encouragement and motivation in that process, and then make sure that they feel well supported to get in and do the work that needs to be done outside of that session. So, Um, I just feel like now more than ever, people really need that extra support as well. So, yeah, as I said, I started out with group fitness. I was not in the fitness industry until I think um, I was in my early 30s and I quit my job. But even fast forward from that, I never liked doing fitness in school. I spent PE classes writing lines because I refused to participate participate. I had a little bit of an attitude, but also I didn't feel like I fit into that really sporty sort of um, context. And I didn't really identify with those kids. So therefore I didn't want to put myself in a position where I felt like I wasn't good enough or something like that. I can't really remember, but I do remember writing lines anyway. Um, Fast forward again, um, I was working in an office job and um, I'd had my babies and I really overused running and the concept of burning more calories through exercise to try to lose the baby weight. And I did have some success, but what I found is I had to keep spending more and more time running and I wasn't really happy with the way my body was, um, even though I was losing weight at different points. I also had to be really, oh, well, I thought that I had to eat a lot less and I did try to stick to 1200 calories. Um, it's likely that I wasn't able to adhere to that. Um, that's a whole other kettle of fish when people try to stick to 1200 calories. But anyway, I eventually quit my job and just randomly, (laughs) became a Pilates and then a group fitness instructor and I found that going to Pilates daily really helped me mentally through that time Um, and so and even just learning the the course and doing the certification was just something to take my mind off. Some other things that had happened in my life at that time not only just relating to leaving my job um, but you know group fitness is very low barrier to entry. You just need to do your certificate three in fitness, and then you need to do a course for whatever format you'll teach. So in some cases, people can actually skip doing the cert three and just do a weekend course to become a coach in particular circumstances. So this is not very well regulated, but we're I was working and and for my business now I definitely need to have those um certifications those AQF certifications as a bare minimum. So um, then I went on and I came across MetaFit and I brought MetaFit to town when no one was doing thirty minute workouts or body weight workouts and. I personally had great results by doing Metafit before I launched it. I did it twice a week and it really improved my fitness. It improved my body as well in that I noticed my waist got smaller. So I did lose some body fat through that consistent twice a week. It was really, really hard, but I thought I'm onto something here for people like me who are sick of spending hours and hours trying to burn calories. And so I'm going to put it out there. You know, I, I really, I couldn't do really... Push ups or anything like that. But with time, I was able to do that through MetaFit. So, but eventually, you really reach a ceiling of what results you can get without factoring in things like nutrition, resistance training. And whether or not you have lots of time to commit to a generalized group class like that. So I do still really um, like the principles around Metafit and they suit my business really well. But it's not something that I would consider the main to be the centerpiece of a client program these days. Um, So After a while, I wanted to learn something new. I realized that I had no clue how to give somebody a strength training program because it was very much brushed over as part of the Cert 3 and the Cert 4. There wasn't a lot of detail. It was very basic. I did not feel confident in a nutshell with the information that was provided in the basic certifications. So I went and did the HIRT course, H-I-R-T, High Intensity Resistance Training um, and that was because um, Daniel from Metafit had mentioned that metafit sits sits alongside really a really good metafit should sit alongside in his words, a really solid strength-based program. And at that time, he was looking at bringing out a strength-based program as part of that brand to further enhance people's results. And so it got me thinking. I started looking around. I went to the Hurt course with Christian Marshigani, and it just opened my eyes to the world of training, not only with barbells but with machines in the gym. And so I started adding that into my um my own plan to start to learn it before I started to work with clients in that regard. So at that time I was out in fields and school halls and just doing the whole group fitness thing with big groups of people and, you know, really hamming it up, yelling at them and they're loving it. And it was lots of fun, but I knew that ultimately it's not something that is sustainable. It's not something that people are going to do forever. So, um, started, (laughs) Fast forward to now, from there, I've also done other strength training certifications, but not only that, so much reading, looking at research, looking at how strength training is beneficial for women, particularly as we age. And it was just, it still blows my mind that what you can do with a good strength training program. So, but, you know, from the little trainer's perspective or fitness facilities perspective, it's expensive in terms of equipment. So this is why you'll find a lot of group fitness models stick to small equipment or body weight exercises. So I had to save up every time I got a sale, I'd get a pair of dumbbells or something to add to my stuff. And I had to keep it really to a minimum until I was able to move into my own facility. That's another story as well. But you know, another thing with group fitness is that it's really In order to be successful running it, it's really limited limited to running classes, especially in a small community like ours. Running classes to the times of day when most people are available, instructor availability, space availability, um, and minimum numbers to run viably. Everyone arriving on time, etc. So this is why we've been cutting back on it and moving more towards a semi-private personal training format. Um so anyway moving on to my seven reasons why group fitness sucks that's just a bit of a headline by the way um to suck you in but number 1 is that it's not individualized to the person and there's a lack of progression so even if i wrote a circuit class or a boot camp for my clients, because you're programming for a group, you've really got to hedge your bets on how much is enough work for everyone, uh, which often means it's too much for some people. So you might have beginners in the group. You might have people that have been training for a long time. You've kind of got to go, right, let's just do X number of reps. It's not going to work for everybody. Um, or time-based, anything like that. Weight based, loading, um, so we know that there are different amounts of work that will drive results depending on whether a person is beginner, intermediate or advanced trainer. They're going to need different amounts of work over the course of the week um, to build muscle and strength. So relying on random group fitness workouts will get most people stuck eventually and that's when they start looking for some something else. And if you're just working with the small gear, you get limited by the kettlebell or dumbbell or whatever small equipment that you can pick up um, versus the incremental loading that we can do with barbells. So obviously it's more space sufficient to use small equipment and higher reps, but that really leaves people open to things like repetitive strain injuries. And I will just add to this that the two times I've really hurt myself doing exercise was actually teaching step aerobics. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I've never hurt myself doing weights Touchwood, It's actually got a really low rate of injury weight, standard weightlifting, um, not other sports. Um, standard weightlifting has got the lowest rate of injury per hundred or thousand hours of training when compared to things like running, Um, so, but again, you've really got to move away from this notion that I was previously doing as well. You've got to move away from this notion that you're purely using how much time you spent or calories burnt as a measure of whether your workout was effective. This is fine. But if your goal is to build muscle, you need to be looking at some different numbers, So there's really, as I said, a lack of progression, individual progression built into, there is none in group fitness. It's just like, let's throw a heap of exercise at everyone. Let's get them tired and fatigued so they feel like they've done a good workout. Um, But we're not too worried about whether that person is going to work towards being able to do a push-up or a one rep max squat or um, whatever the goal might be. So um, I recently, I have a friend that lives interstate and goes to a gym with a different philosophy to mine and they brought down some of the workouts. I said, we'll do a workout together, your choice. I've done my program for the week. This will just be like a bit of cardio for me. And they said, well, you choose the workout. Here's a few examples of what we do and I just went, looked at one of them and just went, who, okay, who's doing that? And they go to me, oh, well, not everybody does. Like if you can't do, do that in between your deadlift, then you just do this. And so that's what most people do. And I said, okay, then what's the point of writing a plan that nobody can do? So it's, um, it's interesting what's out there. Number two, it stops some people from getting fit because most of it is for people who are already fit. So my friend's program would be a good example of that. Um, So it makes it a little bit of an exclusive sort of mentality or putting the naturally fitter people on a pedestal and then it kind of widens the gap between people who do fitness and people who don't. Imagine if schools are only... Enrolled kids that could already read when they got there we'd all be illiterate the entire world would be illiterate and this is what we're facing with the way group fitness has always been delivered is that most of the world is unfit so we've got more group fitness options we've got more gyms and still the health outcomes of our population are getting worse I think it's a really good time to take a look at how we deliver fitness and say am I being exclusive or am I being inclusive? Do I want to contribute to the health of the overall population or do I want to sell religion to the Pope and sell fitness to people who are already fit Um, without, you know, blanket one size fits all. That means me as a trainer, I don't have to do a lot of work. These people can take anything that I throw at them. So I don't really have to teach anyone anything. So I realise that there's a lot of dance based formats out there that are targeted to get be- beginner level people moving and these people might be overweight. They might be intimidated by the gym. But again, it doesn't build muscle for them. It doesn't teach them to train. And these are really lifelong goals, not just like let's get you started. So once you get to a certain level and even a certain age, thrashing yourself around or dancing to burn calories is not only less appealing, but it's not as beneficial as it would have been 10 years ago. Number three, it has overstated benefits for fat loss years ago i realized that the missing piece of the puzzle between having clients do so much exercise that they get a result but realizing that a lot of people can't give that time these days i then started looking for you know nutrition support for my clients and i got a dietitian in to talk to us and when he laid it all out my mind was blown about how little that exercise actually contributes to your fat loss. And I then reinforced that learning when I went and did my MAC nutrition certification. So exercise is not the main driver of fat loss. I don't care if you found that it worked for you before or it's working for somebody you know. The common denominator is how much time and amount are they spending doing it. So therefore, if you can't do that or they run out of time to keep giving that amount of time to the the fat loss goals, it's a matter of lifestyle factors, including nutrition. So we really shouldn't be focusing on our exercise to be doing the heavy lifting in terms of our weight loss or fat loss. We should be focusing on training for strength, muscle and fitness and the shape of your body. So that's where the benefits really lie with exercise. And on that note, if you have a specific aspect that you want to improve to your body, you are not going to achieve that doing generalized fitness. So, you know, if you want to build a booty, you're going to have to do specific things for that, which means that you need an individual plan for that goal, not to go and thrash around at some random class. Number four, group fitness is mass produced for profit. I recently read the turnkey revolution. Probably those of you that are into business may have read that book and it was a massive eye opener for me. It's not something that I'm necessarily interested in, but it really talks about the concept of systematizing your business process or your brand into a format that you can sell to other people. So you can get money off people for um, them basically being franchisees. So McDonald's is a really good example of that. And I can honestly think of some examples of McDonald's in the fitness world, to be honest, in that it's low barrier to entry. It's designed to be so basic that you could get a teenager to come in and deliver it. And it's designed to be sold to the masses, and it's not necessarily healthy for everybody, but it is healthy for the people who want to increase their profit margin by um, selling to as many people as possible. So, and it really takes away the thinking for people too. So, proper training requires. Um, some education, some curiosity, a willingness to commit to practice and learning rather than simply following along someone's brand that they put together or committing blindly to it. I do realize that most people don't want to know the detail, but what I'm really talking about is learning how to manage your health for life um, rather than continually buying products. Most people do want to buy blindly follow a workout plan or a meal plan and not be bothered with the details, but this means they'll always have to pay to follow something. Um, I consider that we are providing a space at Fit AF, uh, education and support for people to make use of, not something to follow. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, definitely not looking to be the McDonald's of fitness here. Um, number five. You can pretend, pretend to do fitness and hide in a crowd. So you can go along to your group fitness. You can not do it properly, even if someone's yelling at you. Um, And we all know people, we all know them, those people who can't do a push-up to save their lives in real life. But they will definitely post every time they go to a workout because hashtag fitness. Um, I've been in classes of 30 or more people where it's not uncommon for everyone to stop a lot, take the easy option, or even do exercises completely wrong because they're not picked up on it because there are too many people in the group. Um, They can get away with it because the aim of the class is not actually to help them learn how to train better. It's simply to get a lot of people in the class. Uh, Number six, group fitness can be cheesy AF. High fives, certificates, themes, tech, and all kinds of gimmicks. I've read about places that literally give someone the job of befriending and cheering on new members so that they stay. There's even a jungle-themed workout you can do that has you lifting wooden weights with fake vines on them. I'm personally not keen on feeling like I'm back in preschool again, getting gold stars for doing exercise we all know it's good for humans. Let's cut the shit and get it done like grown-ups, people. Sorry, not sorry about that opinion. Number 7. It's designed to be fatiguing, not to progress you. So, if you have a goal to get stronger and build muscle, uh, centrally fatiguing yourself, which means that your whole body is um Run like busted from the workout you're huffing and puffing that is central fatigue you can't do movements properly because you've just done so many of them um that is not what produces muscle so fatigue actually depletes your performance in exercises so if you're layering layering rush from one thing to the next do a deadlift do run up and down in between whatever Um, you're more likely to increase your risk of injury, but you're actually interfering with your performance for that exercise. You're not going to lift as much in the weighted exercises. If you're too tired, you can't safely lift the load that you're going to need to produce muscle development. So you therefore go for a lighter load just to hit that reps or times target and you end up with a cardio workout. So yeah, most group fitness is programming for fatigue to give people that feeling like they've, they've done something amazing versus programming for progress. So that's my seven dot points. It's gone a little bit longer than I thought, but another interesting point is that I recently saw a meme of that had a photo of people in swimwear and said that it was from the 70s. And the caption said, see, no one was overweight. And it did really get me thinking, we now have more gyms, more programs, more choices more shiny bells and whistles, and yet we're getting less and less fit and we're getting fatter. Nothing kills me more than seeing women with fat loss goals be given cable triceps programmed for them as a main exercise instead of your squats, deadlifts and presses, or worse still, they get given hours of cardio or think that's what they have to do. Um, There's also the other side of the spectrum in that having a total beginner get coached by an inexperienced trainer and they walk into a gym, they can't even do a bodyweight squat, so a, a squat with no weight, and they get loaded up under a barbell. I have had some horrific injuries reported to me on that and we are talking back injuries, people. It is not good. So make sure you progress yourself appropriately put your hand up if you can't do something and know that you're going to get there eventually if you're sensible about it. So what's the alternative to group fitness? Our vision is for a personalized training plan as the main event for the client with group sessions as accessory work. So that's your extra cardio, your extra movement up and down and in different planes, your extra variety, but your, your, Strengths training plan should form the centerpiece of your um, overall training plan. Um, I also want to offer something that is not like a 24-7 gym, not like a boot camp or a circuit class. In our, in Fit AF, you come in, you have your plan and we're there to help you do the exercises safely, make sure you've got the right gear help you progress them and answer your training questions in real time versus you sort of Googling them, looking at YouTube, that kind of thing, or getting lost in a crowd. Um, We also give you options. So if something's not working for you and you let us know, we can offer other suggestions, alternative exercises, alternative ways of doing things so that you can achieve your goal and not just get left behind in a group session. Um, it's really not a matter of, this is the way we give everyone. Oh, this is, yeah, well, this is the way we do for everyone or nothing. It's a matter of what will keep you training for life. In my opinion, that means learning the fundamental loaded movements so you can adapt them to your own preferences and time commitment. So if you've grown out of group fitness trends too, it's just the beginning, not the end of your fitness career, and you're about to unlock a whole new level of intelligent training, my friend. Just email coach at fitaf.com.au, and I'll get back to you on our in-person and online training options, and we'll go from there. Talk to you soon.